Hi, guys. Good morning. How are you doing? We're doing good. Uh, another AFC championship, another hat, another T-shirt. Did you keep these things? Is there a place where all these things are kept? Do they do they go somewhere else? What do you do? You've got quite a collection now here in New England. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been pretty cool uh, just to to be a part of them and experience them. And every year is taking a little different, um, you know, every different shape and adversity. And and uh, you know, this this year has been no different, and it's not over. So I think we put ourselves in a good position. Um, and now we have to go capitalize on that and play, you know, a great game this week and try to uh, try to improve our position even more. And, and uh, you know, if we win, obviously we get a we get a buy at the first week of the playoffs. So, got to go out there and empty the tank and try to play our best best football of the year. Does it does it mean more, Tom, when you win the division when the year has not gone according to plan? Where there's been some more difficulties maybe than usual along the way? Is it sweeter because? Uh, it wasn't, uh, you know, necessarily the way, uh, the easiest run to get to this division championship this year. You know, I don't. I think the reality from our perspective is there's no easy route. You know, I think people from the outside looking in, it's easy to think that. But for us, you know, our, our process has been very much the same. What it's always been. You try to show up to work every day and do the best you could do, and uh, put the team first and work hard. And, you know, you measure yourself after 16 games, not after eight games or four games or 12 games. And you play them all and you see where you shake out. Every team comes with a different challenge. And, you know, you play in different weather conditions that challenge your adversity. And sometimes you get the call, sometimes you don't. You get a bad bounce and you got you know, to show up and try to, try to do better every single day. So there's no easy route. It's just a lot of, you know, it's just a lot of mental and physical toughness. So, Tom, talk about that mental and physical toughness, especially the toughness with this offense. You know, things, uh, you know, you've been frustrated, a team offensively struggling a little bit, but you've still been able to grind, you've still been able to fight, and you've still been able to come away with wins. Just talk about what it means to, to have a team um, and an offense that has mental toughness and not get down when things ain't going right. Yeah, I think it's that's exactly right. And I think that you... You know, you can't, you know, however you think you can predict the year's going to go, it usually doesn't do that. So I don't think anybody would have predicted that Atlanta Roberts would be playing fullback, you know, for, you know, a big portion of that last game, whatever, 14 weeks ago. Or, you know, different guys would be stepping in and filling, filling different roles. So, you know, you, you can't make predictions. You just got to go out there and you got to, you know, try to come up with a good plan every week and, you know, you go up against good opponents that they have good plans and they have good players. They're executing well. Certainly Buffalo's you know, their playoff team, one of the best teams in the league. And, uh, you know, that was a, that was a tough, hard-nosed game. And, you know, I was glad we came away with the win. But at the same time, we have to learn from it. And it wasn't perfect. And we're going to have to move on and try to put together a great plan this week and go execute it. But, Tom, isn't it? Guys like Landon Roberts giving up his spot as a linebacker and going to play fullback, isn't it guys like Julian, who obviously looks like he's hurting, coming back into the game after he gets knocked out for a bit, isn't it people playing all over the place, out of position, playing through pain, and rallying when they have to hear the bell? Isn't that the Patriot way? Isn't that what makes you guys so successful? Isn't that what fires you guys up the way it does us? Yeah, I think that you look at, you know, we, you, you only have so many guys on the roster, you know, so every player, 
you know, whatever they can do to help the team, <clears throat> that's what they try to do. So, excuse me. <clears throat> so every player has, you know, some skill set to offer, and whether it's be special teams, defense, offense, or, you know, certain guys' cases. I mean, Troy Brown played defensive back at one point. Julian Edelman played defensive back at one point. Um, you know, different guys from defense, Mike Vrabel came over and played goal line tight end. And, um, you know, Atlanta, to come over and play fullback, we've had offensive tackles play tight end. Uh, we've had Junior Say, I'll play fullback. Or Richard Seymour play fullback. So, you know, guys do different things, and you try to use them the best way you can. And, and uh, you know, it's glad in a championship-level game like that was the other night to see contributions the way we did was was just a great great thing to see and great thing to be a part of. Yeah, I mean, you guys are football players. Look at look at you Saturday. You played quarterback, fullback, and running back. <laughs> I don't know about the last two. <laughs> I was uh, forced into those roles, so <clears throat> I'm not. I said after the game, there's not many things I do well than throw. So try to stick to that. What What do you grade out your block at? What What do the coaches <laughs> say? You watch the tape by now. You try to get white. You went low. You made a good play. People People gave you credit for that block, Tom. Well, I got him. On, <clears throat> excuse me. I got him on the ground. So that's you know they they got us a few extra yards. I've had my fair share where I've gone up and missed. So I had to redeem myself at some point. It was glad it was a you know defensive back and not a D lineman. Those D linemen go down a lot harder. You know, Fitzy mentioned uh, Edelman and his toughness, and, and obviously playing through something. He left the game for a while and came back and made a huge play uh, right when he got back in the field. When when a player like that goes out, Tom, are you? Looking to see when he's coming back. You in communication, trying to find out what the timetable is to know whether or not you're going to get that player back in the field. Well, we really didn't get much timetable. I think, I, you know, at one point there in the beginning of the fourth quarter, I kind of thought he was out for the game. So I didn't know. Um, you know, he had to go through all his uh, tests and so forth. So, you know, he he got cleared and came back, and then I found him over the middle, and he made a great run after catch, like he's been doing all year. So. Julian's had just an a, a incredible season for us and our team and when we need it the most, like he always has. And, uh, you know, we have to we have to keep it going this week because, you know, this, the reality for this game, it's, it's the most important game of the year. And, you know, it's, we've worked really hard to get to this point. And, you know, we can't play anything less than our best, you know, right now. So whatever we got left in the tank, we got to empty it. And, you know, try to try to go play a game at home against Miami, who's won quite a few games here lately, and uh, go out here and play our best game. The effort and uh, uh, was good on the block technique. You can work on that a little bit, but uh, you get that in practice. The, the thing I, I I really enjoyed and I really liked about what you guys did well as an offense is where you're able to stay ahead of the sticks, you know, first and second down and put yourself in a third and five or less, a good manageable uh, third down. Talk about how important it is for you to stay ahead of the sticks and how easy it makes the offensive play calling uh, for what you're seeing as a quarterback on third down when it is third and five or less. Yeah, those are, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> yeah, those are much better situations, you know, than the third and longs and third and longs. You know, nobody survives in those very long in the NFL. So, you know, you've got to play in those third and shorter distances. But in order to do that, you can't have penalties, can't have negative plays. Uh, you know, you got to run the ball efficiently. And, uh, you know, the fact that we ran the ball the other night was so, 
was so important to the success of our team and success uh, to what we did. So anytime we can have balance like that and distribute the ball, not that it's just the halfbacks, but all the guys in the passing game, it becomes much more difficult to defend. And, uh, you know, that was, that was a good formula for winning. Tom, how about the crowd energy on Saturday? From the pregame, far more excitable. Everyone was into it. Buffalo, of course, the Bills Mafia traveled well. They brought the juice. We heard chants of defense. We heard the Brady-Brady signature chant in the stadium. Uh, that had that had to feel nice. That had to give you guys a little extra gas in the tank in a big game. Yeah, it was great. And they were just, you know, I can always tell when you look up and everyone's standing up in the middle of the first quarter. And, you know, they didn't sit down the whole game. And they just, they cheer, it's loud. I mean, it's, it, it's a huge advantage for, you know, the home team when the, when the crowd is, you know, into it like that. Because it's just communication becomes so much more difficult. And when the game is a game of communication, you know, everyone, all guys being on the same page, the more challenging you can make the communication for the team, the bigger advantage it is. So it was just great to, you know, hear the crowd into it and that type of atmosphere. And it was a big game for everyone, and I'm glad they brought the juice too. So that was pretty sweet. Well, you did too. I mean, you came out as fired up as I can remember coming onto the field. And Deron Harmon, Tom mentioned after the game in the in the locker room that you gave a pretty spirited pregame speech. Uh, what'd you say to the guys? And what? How do you decide when and where you want to speak to a team when you're playing 16 games? Was this a big game where you felt like you had to say something prior to it? Well, this was a, you know, again, it's the most meaningful game of the year. So, um, you know, different things are said by a lot of people and a lot of guys are trying to fire each other up. So it's just, it's a game of emotion and excitement. And like I said, just that's not going to win the game for you. At the end of the day, the execution is going to win the game. But, you know, you have to be in a good place emotionally to be at your best. And I think if you can find a way to do that week after week and have the competitive stamina, you know, it's it's. I think that's probably one of the most challenging things about football season for people is to bring the same competitive stamina every week. Because you know, I know it's only one game a week, but you know, it's it's a marathon, and you got to bring it in practice in order to prepare yourself for the game. And if you can do that, you give your team a good chance to win. Now you talked about Julian Edelman coming back after he took a little hit there. Uh, you played with a ton of talented players throughout your your career, but talk about uh, just the the respect that you have for a guy like Julian Edelman, physically and mentally tough, and an undrafted free agent uh, to be able to do what he's been able to do at this point in time in his career, and and, and you you just being his teammate. Just talk a little bit about what he means uh, uh, as a teammate to play with a guy like that. Yeah, I think, you know, he's one of the great players in the history of the organization. So, I mean, he'll be, you know, remembered like, you know, all the greats have. So, he's just everything you look for in a player and a person and a teammate. And, um, you know, any player to me that plays their best in the biggest games, I mean, those are the guys you want on your side. So, and not only that, he plays great in every game. And, you know, he brings a – competitiveness to every drill because he wants to get that underdog mentality and he doesn't he never lets up so he's one of the first guys in and one of the last guys to leave and makes a huge commitment to playing and to being at his best and I think when you look at his career and the improvement that he's made you know coming in really from as a quarterback in college to 
you know, really a role player for his first four or five years and then now becoming, you know, the top receiver, you know, one of the top receivers in the NFL. I think it's, it's an incredible career. So I'm proud of him on many levels, and I got not many of know him probably as well as anybody. And, uh, you know, he knows how I feel about him and, and uh, you know, what he's brought to our team is pretty amazing. I know you don't make the votes, Tom. I know you don't make make this happen, but uh, uh, we everyone here thinks that he should have made the Pro Bowl as well, and that's not something man, that's in anyone's robbed, control. Man, he he got, got, we robbed. all think he got robbed, man. He, he deserved robbed, he deserved man. that Pro Bowl nod. Yeah, I mean he's especially a lot of guys on our team, and certainly Julian's, you know, right at the top of the list. And uh, you know it's it's great recognition. I mean, you know, he's certainly deserving, and. Uh, you know, those are, again, those are votes. So the great thing about football, the sport, is, you know, you play for 60 minutes and you look up the scoreboard and you figure out who won. So you don't have to, you know, get people to write in and those types of things for results <clears throat> for results of games. But for the Pro Bowl, I guess you have to. But it is nice to get one if you can get a Pro Bowl under your belt. <laughs> yeah, he's got one, you know, so he's. I mean, there's no doubt he's a Pro Bowl caliber player. So right. whether you make it or you don't, I mean, you play at that level, you play at that level. Yeah. Uh, Tom, this week we have decided the player of the game is Rex Burkhead. A lot of worthy candidates. Sony ran the ball well, 21 for 96. But Rex, who lost the ball early, came back into the game. He was 5 for 20. Huge rushing touchdown where he broke off that the the tackle and also 4 for 77 in the patch, in the pass game. So can you tell me, what it's like to have someone like Rex who will literally do anything that coach asks him out there and can be such a weapon for you on the offense. What's it like having Rex get involved? Yeah, did a great job. And, uh, you know, in the running game, the pass game, does it on special teams too. So I think everyone's confident with Rex and his role and what he does for our team. You know, throwing to him on critical third downs. And um, he made some really huge catches, big catch and run. And he's really done that since he got to our team. And, uh just been a great player and uh you know we needed that type of effort and we got it so we're going to need it going forward time now for the quarterback question of the week brought to you by northeast men's clinic specializing in men's sexual health there is a lengthy story this morning tom in the boston globe uh where stan grossfeld one of their photographers and writers went out and talked to your dad and talks about your family and talks to your dad quite a bit and in the middle of the story uh, your dad mentions that you've banned him from talking to the media. How, do, how does that work? How does that conversation go? And you tell dad, stop talking to the media. Well, apparently he hasn't listened because he's still talking to the media. So. Your dad's the best. I, mean, I think dads have, uh, yeah, my dad, I, I, he is, uh, you know, just an amazing man. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's very, uh, you know, forthcoming with information. So I keep telling that, of course, they're going to keep calling because you keep talking. <laughs> and, you know, everyone, when you speak, you think I'm speaking, but I'm not speaking. So I said, it's hard for me to tell you anything because so I just, what I've learned is I just can't tell my dad anything because <laughs> he has his own opinions and, uh, you know, dad, he wants what's best dad for you. Too, so. Yeah, it's, he, he yeah. wants what's best for he's you. A that's dad. all it is. He can't help him. He's a dad. He <laughs> takes such absolutely. Yeah, he's so he's so proud of you, and he would do anything. He would do anything for you, and you know that he just can't help it. Yeah, of course <laughs> I understand, and I love my dad. You know, he's an incredible man, and been my role model in my life. So, but he does like to talk. 
<laughs> well, it's an interesting story today, Tom. Uh, I got to ask. I know you had the ice pack on the elbow. You said it's not the elbow; it's different injury. How's the arm feeling? Uh, it feels good. It feels good. Yeah, my elbow's not a problem. It's, I got hit on it, you know. And I think anytime you get hit on a joint, you know, you're gonna have a little soreness. But that's uh, it feels good, and it feels like. And I couldn't imagine feeling any better at this point in the season. So I'm not dealing with anything, just going to be ready to go for practice and, again, try to go out and play my best game of the year. Don't want to give a pre-holiday spoiler alert to everyone in Patriots Nation, Tom, but apparently you have made the NFL 100, the NFL's 100 greatest all-time players, and little sneak peek showed us that you actually make it into studio for a little sit-down with Chris Collinsworth and Coach Belichick. Uh can you tell, give us a little preview of what that's like and what it means to be a member of the NFL 100 all-time team? Yeah, it was pretty. Uh, it was a fun day. I flew down. Um, I was in New York and flew down to the NFL film studios and uh, when they were filming. And uh, Coach Belichick, it was actually the first segment, and we were the first people that was interviewed in the whole thing. So it was uh, – it was fun. Chris was there, Collinsworth, Rich Eisen, and I'm Coach Belichick, and just got to reminisce a little bit and then had a few other quarterbacks uh, who I can't name come onto the set. So it was really cool. It was just very surreal for me to, you know, be a part of that. And um, it's an incredible honor. And I know 100 years in the NFL, you can't name just 100 great players. I mean, there's thousands and thousands. Um, but to be even considered among, you know, one of the one of the greats to play is, I would never imagine that in my life. So, very, uh, very honored, very flattered, very humbled. And we know uh, that your idol, uh, Joe Montana, was one of them, number one as well. So, pretty good company there, you know, kid from Cali looking up to a guy and then having the opportunity to be in the same kind of ranking category with him. So, uh, congratulations on that one. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. And Joe's someone I've always looked up to and admired and uh you know I got as a kid to be there firsthand watching them and nobody was a bigger Joe Montana fan than me and then Steve Young came along and you thought San Francisco 49ers were just you know they were blessed to to have those two for a long time so those were my two guys and uh I loved them both and then they really inspired me to play football and inspired me to love the game and I'm sure like a lot of kids in New England who are, you know, under the age of 20, you know, they've had a pretty cool time watching you know, our team and the success. So hopefully there'll be a lot of good football players coming out of here in the next 20 years. Tom, big game Sunday. Uh, wish you and yours a Merry Christmas, and uh, we'll talk to you following the Dolphins game. Cool. Thanks a lot, guys. Merry Christmas to you and Merry Christmas to everyone out there. Thanks for all the support, and I uh, hope everyone enjoys the week with their families. You too, Tom. Thanks. You too, Tom. Merry Christmas, buddy.